Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 7. Following England's 24-12 schooling of Ireland at Twickenham, they now face Wales once again at HQ. And we had a few thoughts. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2023. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, making a bit of a habit of this, but apologies. It's taken us a little while to come back to you following that uh, Ireland victory. Um, but we are here now. There's another big game coming up. There's lots going on in the world of rugby and discuss it all. To discuss it all, even. I'm joined as always by Dan. Hi, mate. Hello, mate. Hello. Uh, mate, this is the big one. I say this is the big one. They're all big. But for me, I can only speak for myself. This is the one I want to win the most. Always. Oh, you, 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 of course, it's Wales. Yes. Um, yes, yes. But uh, but I only want to win it the most because it's this, this is the game. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. I think there are other nations who who actually target the England game. I wasn't thinking at the beginning of the Six Nations. I can't wait for Wales. That's the big one. It's just that it's the next one. So part of me thinks, yeah, I agree with you, and then the other part of me is like, well, it's it's just it's the game we've got this weekend. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm most gutted. We lose Wales. Yeah, like last yeah, no, year, I agree. For example, we should never um, lose to Wales. We should end, never lose end, to Wales. End of. We we are always better than them, whether yes. whether we win or lose. Yes, yes, um, and I mean we're we're coming to you now. The team's literally just been announced. It has, it has. Before we get into all of that, because that's kind of yep. the focus of today's episode, we obviously didn't bring our listeners the post Ireland game. We apologise, but what a game that was. Yeah, great game. Uh, Ireland were out of sorts, weren't they? But I don't think it mattered. I think we just absolutely dominated them. Were Ireland yeah. out of sorts? Or are they just not as good as they've been cracked up to be? Because let's be honest, this isn't. It's not like it was a. It's not like it was a one-off. I mean, they had a pretty poor last year building up to the Six Nations. England dominated and dominated them in the last couple of meetings. They had a poor World Cup, and now you know they beat. But they beat Wales. And so suddenly they're a potential threat again. Then they lose to England and everyone's like, oh, they had a bad day at the office. Well, did they? Or actually, you know, is there just something missing? And, and you know, as, as good as Farrell has been and, and potentially will be, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, um, you know, he's still part of the, the makeup that, that's been there, you know, that was part of the downfall, if you like. Um, so I'm not suggesting that they, that they should change anything, but. I think there's been a lot of sort of talk, a lot of hype around, oh, he's going to bring something new and it's a fresh start for Ireland and they're going to, you know, really step things up. And actually, what, how much can he bring that's new? Because that would imply that either he wasn't happy with the way things were throughout his entire tenure as the defence coach, or he was happy with it and therefore he's probably continuing a lot of the same now, which we know didn't work towards the end. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's Ireland, they've got some great players, but they've been figured out. And you say, can he bring something new? He has to, because there's only so much. I mean, when 2018, when they were awesome and, you know, they beat the All Blacks, won the Six Nations, uh, I think Grand Slam. I, I can't, I'm sure it was a Grand Slam, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And, but there's only so far the sort of hard Celticness. I'm not. I'm not sure if that's a word. If it's not, don't let me know because it should be a word. But there's only so far that can take you. And now everyone seems to figure that out. 
and they don't seem to have come up with a plan B yet. But having said that, hard countenance, England bullied them a bit. Yeah. England, England, I mean, England, they were, and they, Ireland, I'm sorry, they, they lost it a bit. Uh, especially was it James Ryan in the second row. I mean, he should have been binned at some point. He was just looking for a fight. Yeah. And there was a Dan, I'm going to have to just uh, ask you, you, stop playing with your microphone. Oh, sorry, I'm not, I'm not meant to be. I'm swinging back and forth on the chair. That must be it. That must be it. Yeah, James, you're right, though. James Ryan, um, just, just regularly sort of just dangerous, dangerous to hit, dangerously entering the rucks. Um, and you're right, just looking for a fight. <laughs> yeah, which, 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 you know, so be on a few occasions. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, like, put, you know, play the holier than thou card. But it just seemed pointless. It didn't seem to... It didn't seem to benefit. But when he realised it wasn't working, I, I don't know why he tried to carry it on. It was just like, all oh, right, you've, you, you've tried that approach. England don't seem to have bitten that much. They don't seem, they're certainly not intimidated by it. You, you probably want to get on and play the game, dear kid. What, but, what did you think of the ref? Because there's been a lot of backlash suggesting that he had a poor game. I, I didn't feel that was the case, but then you know, often it's easy to feel that way if you end up with the win. I... See, I, I slightly disagree with you. I thought, I thought he, I thought he went against us. I don't think we had the rub of agreement with regards to the ref. I'm pretty sure every island fan out there will argue that. Yeah. But there were there were there were incidents where I was just like, ref, come on, mate. Although, having said that, there were times, and as much as I hate to admit this, England were flirting. And by flirting, I mean blatantly <laughs> offside quite a lot. Yeah, your idea of flirting. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just a- outright ridiculous. Fancy a fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, it's, it, was, it was, I mean, England were offside a bit, but there were a few times at the breakdown where I, I wasn't, I thought, oh, come on, that was England. But nevertheless, did he have a bad game? I, I don't know if he had it. I think he missed a lot, but I think it was, what I look for in a ref is it, it evens out. They're, they're being fair. And, if, you know, if it's one way for one team, it is for the other yeah. overall. That's, well, that's the key. I think that's the key. It's not so much about missing things unless it becomes crucial decisions that are game changing. It's more about it being the same across the board. And then, and then it's a case of, well, this is how the referee is refereeing the game. And if both sides can get on board with that, then, then you know, it's kind of, it's even Stevens. Um, I, I think I think it's less of an issue because England was so dominant. If yeah. that game was so tight, I think the ref the refing would have come up more. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, for all the haters out there who claim that Owen Farrell doesn't know how to rap, you know, doesn't know how to use his arms. He he. Oh, the, I thought, the I Farrell meant, leg I, hump. He he I, he held on tight, and and it was a textbook rap. It was. I thought you meant gangster rap. I was like, no, oh, no, no, oh, no. Where, where are you going with this? Uh, rap yeah, with a yeah, W. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. that, that incident, if you want to call it that, it's not really an incident at all. But well, should the referee have, have, have done something? I mean, whilst, whilst Farrell needed to let go of him, it's not like it's a new thing. You know, it's, like, it's a bit like when the ball goes into touch and a player doesn't release it and it turns into a to a punch-up. I, I kind of feel like it, the ref needed to do a bit more than just tell Owen Farrell, the captain of, of England, you know, that he's ignoring the fact that he's being punched over and over again because he's not allowed to be holding on to his legs. Like, 
it's it's kind of open fist. So my issue with this is I can't. It wasn't it open moment. fist though. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember. I thought it was kind of no, my, just, my issue. It, it, it was body shots, but he just punched him like four or five times. It, but it was the fact that it was in you know under the ref's nose, literally. And I just think the referee needs to say, yeah, look, he's not allowed to do that, but you're certainly not allowed to do that. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I don't know. I just I felt like there should have been something more in that. And I think, I think it worries me because, you know, we've, we've seen it with Sexton a little bit as well. The, 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 the kind of the, the lack of respect that a lot of the captains get from the referees. And I'm not saying that they should just get that, you know, on principle. But, I think they should. But there should be a bit more leeway. And I just think when you're basically, as the referee, when you're basically mugging off the captain in front of the, both teams, it's, it's, not, it's not really ideal. Um, and people can argue that, well, Farrell shouldn't have been holding on to him like a dog trying to hump his leg. But, you know, this is what players do. This, you know, they do this sort of stuff to keep people caught up in the rucks. And I don't know, I just felt it should have been dealt with slightly differently. And, yeah, you know, I think it's fine for him to say to, Farrell, like you know, you were in the wrong, but I think he also at the same time needs to be saying, "But you, CJ, cannot just start swinging your fists, you know, just because he's holding onto your leg. That's not a, a kind of an eye for an eye reaction." Yeah, um, and it, it's it, kind it, of no, against the way I've, the game I've, needs to be played. So I just think you know, throwing punches in front of the referee and the referee saying that's fine because you were holding his leg. It, it, yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think you are right. My my only issue is like personally, I'll often complain, but oh for God's sake, you know the refs being the refs being ridiculous. There was nothing in that, and then this time round, I'm sort of like, oh my God, ref, why didn't you pick up on that? So, I think you know if if you're talking about like two players both swinging their fists at each other, you know, and the referee wants to say that's enough of that, you know, the next one, next time someone's going in the bin, then then fair enough. But it, it was like it was like a, a wounded puppy being beaten. <laughs> Oh, I don't think Owen Farrell would like that. <laughs> well, no, he probably wouldn't. But, but, you know, but you, you know, when you watch the, the replay of it, Farrell was there gripping onto his ankles whilst CJ Stander was, was hammering him in, in his back. So, I don't know. And, and please don't beat wounded puppies. I love puppies. You're out of order, mate. You are out of order. But in return, up front, we, were, we bossed them, didn't we? we and we my did, God, yeah. what a game Courtney Laws had. Yeah, and and you know we'll come on to it, but he's he's earned his spot uh, against Wales. Yeah, 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 yeah. He Helped did. out a little bit by by circumstance, perhaps, but we can talk about that when we when we discuss the the makeup of the team um, in a moment. But uh, anyway, well, look, we, we won't dwell too much more on the Ireland game. It was a great result, a great win. It's a shame we didn't get the bonus point because, yeah, yeah, because that I is think it was it was definitely there for the taking. And you know, had we got it, I would have been I would have won the um, closest. In fact, if we'd, if we'd scored another try and not converted it, I'd have been spot on. So um, I said England by 17. You said England by eight. Sadly, your negativity wins. It was England by 12, so I was closer. Yeah, yeah. So I think, that's, I think I've won each one so far. Your I? negativity wins. Congratulations. <laughs> it's still, still the England 24-12. Yeah, solid performance. Could, could have been better. but um... it, it, it could have been, but that, I think we needed that. I, th- I think after, after the France game, it wasn't great. You kind of discount the Scotland game because of conditions. It was great to see England play like that again. And please, can we play like that again uh, in a couple I of think days' we will. time? I think we will. I think we will, think Dan. We will. Um, look, before we get into the Wales game, let's just qu- quickly uh, ha- have a chat about the weirdness that's going on in the world right now but, and, and, and its impact on rugby. 
this coronavirus is uh, is causing a few on, issues. Before we carry on, should we decide if it's corona or corona? Well, you can call it corona if you want. I, I call it coronavirus. I'll stick with that. But yes, Sweet. no, it, it's um, it, it's it is causing issues, isn't it? Like, but hey, look, I, th- I think that's a smart thing. Play behind England Six Nations game is set to be pos- postponed. Yes. Oh, okay. Last I saw, is it was being played behind closed doors. Well, so I think the I think basically they, they said behind closed doors, and then of course Italy realised, well, hang on a second, you know, we need all the money we can get in rugby, and yeah, seventy thousand yeah. gate receipts being basically turned down. It, we'd rather postpone it. You know, we've Let's... already postponed the Ireland game. Let's just postpone the England game as well. And and you know, so this whole Six Nations is going to be a bit weird, and particularly as for England, it might be significant. Obviously, if France go on and, and do the Grand Slam, it's irrelevant. But if they don't, if someone between now and next weekend beats France, uh, who have they got? They've got Scotland this weekend, haven't they? And then they've got Italy, uh, Ireland next weekend. So if Ireland manage to find something from somewhere or if Scotland do something unexpected today, uh, tomorrow, sorry, um, then, then suddenly this Italy game for England is significant. So Yeah, it's... But I, look, I, it's got to be the right call, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah no, no. I think, yeah. I think absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess. Well, no, hang on. So the trouble is that the games in Rome. I think the issue is the crowds. So of you, course, they, yeah. they don't want the crowds there because that's where you know that's a, that's a. And to be honest, I'm surprised that any of the games really are going ahead for the same reason. Because okay, it may not be massively rife in in the UK just yet, but. The whole point is that when you have these big events, you know, Twickenham at the weekend, 80-odd thousand people, it'll be interesting to see if it's full. Um, you, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the mosh pit. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure I would risk it uh, at, the, at the moment, just with all the uncertainty uh, that's going on. But um, it's, I, as I the mean, player said, there's, you know, you, can't, you, you can only control so much. I mean, this is a global thing, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not like... You know, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. For most people, it'd probably be a, probably be a, you know a cold like any other flu you might catch. Um, you know, so take care of the vulnerable. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and it's the right thing. Um, I mean, but let's not we're we're not going to comment too much on sort of world health and all that because I mean it's not 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 necessarily you know well it's definitely not our place to it, but I guess rugby probably isn't either. But you know we do that. Exactly. One thing I'd say that I find weird with the whole thing is the whole Mac over on the polar thing. So he's not allowed to go with England in self-isolation. You think, fair enough. But he's training with Saracen. Well, he's not. So he's not in self-isolation. Basically, the England team yeah. have been told that because it's a, a sort of a 24-7 camp environment, because they're, because they're together all the time, and because he's come back via Hong Kong, um, and Hong Kong's obviously a, you know, a risk area, um, He's been told, yeah, he's obviously been checked out. He's had all the tests done. He's not ill. But the yeah. England camp have just said, because it can take up to two weeks for, for um, symptoms, symptoms to, show. To, to show themselves, they just don't want to take the chance given the, the, the camp environment. Whereas, I mean, I don't, I don't get it either because, of course, you know, you just as easily pass it on to someone in training. But I guess with Saris, it's, it's training. It's not 24-7. And the thought process is, you know, let's not risk it in the middle of the Six Nations. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but um, I bet he has the best week ever at training when they're playing mock games. No one wants to tackle him. Yeah, it exactly. like it's running. That's why we track. should have been playing with him. Following yeah, this yeah, news, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, um, 
but yeah, I mean that that opens the door for for Marlon. Well, they say opens the door. You know, that we, we, Mako and Joe Marlon are both doing a, a you know a very similar job at the moment, and, and both doing it well. And so it's not a major disaster. Yes, we want we want Mako there. I think, but without him, it's I wouldn't say that that's one of the areas that we crucially so, lose out on something. So as good as he is, I don't think he would have been selected anyway. Really. Yeah, I think Marla's doing a really good job there, and I don't think you can get rid of Genji. You're not on the selection team. Yeah, I don't think you can get rid of Genji. You can't. Genji's a finisher right now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's fine. So it would, it would either have been Mako Genji or Marla Genji. It's Marla Genji. Great. Um, George Kawandiki. Standard. Luke Kawandiki. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, George, yes, Jamie yes. George, and then yeah, Luke yeah, Kawandiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, um, my bad. You mentioned to me in the week, you know, should Luke Kandicki get his shot at starting? And he's tried it a few times, but actually, when he comes on as a finisher, he always scores a try. He does, he does. But Luke Kandicki, to me, is looking brilliant right now. I, 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 when I mention it to you, should he get a shot? I'm by no way thinking, oh, he should definitely be starting. Because on the balance, I would say Jamie George is perhaps still just for number one. Yeah. But it's a good Luke pairing. Kandicki, Luke Cowan Dickey is starting to look like one hell of a player, isn't he? I, I wonder whether, because don't forget, it took Jamie George like 20 odd tests before he got a start. I wonder whether, like, you know, I know Luke Cowan Dickey has started in like World Cup warm up matches. I wonder how long it might be before he starts in a sort of major international if he keeps playing like this, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I get like, the, 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 whole, the whole way that the forward pack works now and, and you know, with substitutions happening at specific times and it's being the 23 man game and you know all that all that other stuff um i i'm not sure necessarily that he will i i, I kind of think eddie's looking at jamie george and luke cowan dickey as jamie george starter luke cowan dickey finisher and that's kind of the role that they have within the england side um perhaps he sees cowan dickey as more of an impact player um, yeah. and therefore he he slots better into the the finishing position um, so I'm not sure that, we're, that, that necessarily it's a case of will Cowan Dickey surpass Jamie George to become the starter because I don't think that's the way it's being looked at. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, if injuries dictate, then then we know we've got a strong a strong player coming through who can do the job. And I think otherwise, it, it, I, I like the look. It takes me back to you know when when the likes of Bonapola and George and Sinclair and these guys were first coming through. And, you know, you used to look at the England team and you'd look at the bench and just be like, wow, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a brutal last 20 minutes for the opposition um, because it, it looked really impactful. And it's starting to look that way again with the likes of Genge and Cowan Dickey. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, how it progresses. But I suspect that Jamie George is pretty inked in as the starter and Luke Cowan Dickey is pretty inked in as the finisher, uh, at least for now. Um, just hopping to the back row before we, before anything else, just because we we we've obviously discussed this a lot. We've got we've got second rows coming out of our ears. The awesome yeah. foursome uh, plus Charlie Eels, um, and and they can and they can pretty much all cover the back row as well. Courtney Law's obviously had an absolute stormer. Is he? I mean, he's put, so Sam Underhill. First of all, is not selected initially. That was left. Has simply not selected. He is injured. It's an unspecified injury, so I don't know what that means. 
Oh, um, okay. I hadn't seen that. Where, yeah, so uh, I was looking into it because I was like, no way did they drop Sam Underhill. Right, okay. Um, and, and you're not resting him. You just had a week off. So there's got to be something more to it than that. And I, and I found an article. And <laughs> the fact that one person wrote it, I'm happy to take that as, as <laughs> it's, it's gospel. Fact, yeah. 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 So unspecified injury. I'm sure that is the case. Yeah. If I he'd been fit, Dan, would we have seen Underhill, Curry, Wilson in the back row? Starting with Laws in the second row with with Marrow, perhaps. Um, or do you think yeah. Laws was, has earned the right to start at six? I don't know. That's a good question. I as as good as Laws was, and if he backs it up again this weekend, I may change my tune. I still don't think we need him as a back row um, because of the options we've got. But right now, I get it. If Underhill was fit, Underhill's been playing so well. I think he plays. If I, he's complete fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I would rather I would rather have Laws in the second row, knowing yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. in open play, what he's capable of, you know, as a as a a player who can play in the back row. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's an extra back row player. If you've got Itoje, Laws, Wilson, Curry, and Underhill all covering the, the back five, you've got five back rows who also can play second row. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think that's a positive. I think it but, seems like a bit of a waste if Underhill's fit that you would have to leave one of those five out. But then that and, said, George Cruz, I think, has been great. And he's just, he's, he's a solid yeah, second yeah. row that I think you, perhaps you need that. Perhaps, you, you know, if you've got the likes of Itoje who can play back row and you've got the likes of Laws who can play back row, perhaps you need a Cruz in there just to sort of firm things up a bit. Yeah, I get this. What I don't slightly get is... <laughs> With Wilson there, yeah. the way it's the way it's lined up, the way the England team's announced, Curry's still at eight. Yeah, he Wilson's playing seven. Yeah, I, I didn't Wilson. Even, I didn't even think Wilson was a seven. I thought he was a six. Yeah, six or eight, and you've got specialist sevens. Yeah, so so basically, you've gone you've you've got Wilson, who's a specialist six or eight, playing seven. You've got Curry, who's a specialist six or seven, playing eight, and you've got Laws, who's a specialist second row, playing six. Yeah, it's very weird. It is weird. I can only assume that that I can only assume that Eddie is looking at Wilson and going, "This is temporary." Well, I, so, so I think Eddie is trying to make the back row just, completely interchangeable. Just a, ba- a back row. Yeah, a back row, which is fine if you don't have the likes of Billy, because when Billy comes back, that changes the dynamic. So to me, it just seems a bit counterproductive to you know. When Billy's there, have a definite eight and then the rest. Whereas when he's not there, it becomes interchangeable. Um, I mean, if we look, if we look ahead to, to the last 20 minutes or so um, and, and the changes start being, being rolled up, rolled up, rolled in, whatever the word is, um, are we, do we think that Wilson, obviously just back, is likely to be a change and therefore he goes off? Or do we think he moves to eight, Curry moves to set, then, then I think I, I think Earl I think Earl comes on for Wilson lightly. Just 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 like for like. I well, so maybe Earl comes on because when Earl comes on the other times, does he come on at eight? Mm, don't think so. And Curry stayed at eight. Yeah, so, so I think that yeah, maybe Earl comes on for Wilson. I don't really get a lot of it. like Launchbury and Yules. I don't get the Yules inclusion to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm surprised by that. I guess if Underhill's injured. To me, that would be the perfect time, especially as we have such good second row. That's the perfect time for a Sam Simmons. Yeah. 
What but, is going on with Sam Simmons? Is he is he injured? Is he just not? So no, good? no, he's, play, he's playing well. So is Don Brandt. <laughs> um, so to to me, but I mean, we've said this a bit, and it. In uh, Eddie, we it, trust. In Eddie, we trust. In Eddie, we trust. We do absolutely, and he knows a crap load more than I know for sure. So we can let that go. So moving to the back. So we had a chat in the week um, about let us start the back three. What what are your thoughts? I think it's probably what what was expected. I mean, I personally, I I'd that. like I to love... see Watson taking on that 15 role, but Daly had a great game at 15 against Ireland. And he seems to do this. It's almost like every time I say, I've had enough, he's got to go. He's not <laughs> he 15. He, he steps it up again. Well, you know, if that's what it takes, Dan, he's obviously listening. And if, if what I have to say is, is you know, his, the driving force in his performances, then, you know, Daly, you've got to go. Now it's pretty much guaranteed he's going to have a stormer. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly. I, to me, this you're is happy the, with it, aren't you? You like this you is like... the back. This is the back three I like. I think May and Watson on the wing are the two best, the best wing combination in the world. And mm. I like, I, I love Daly as a player, and I think, I think him at fullback, I think he's a good player. There's still room for improvement. I get that, uh, but I think he is gonna. Whereas, like you say, there are times where sometimes he doesn't have the best game. I think he's going to become more consistent and more consistent. I think that's the, the key. We, we need more consistency from him. And I think from a fullback in general, you need, you, you want to know that your fullback is, is absolutely inked in one of the first names on the team sheet because he's going to put in a performance week in, week out. Um, and I think that's the one thing that just worries me with Elliot Daly. I, I, would, I would say, I, I think probably teams are less, you know, you, we talk a lot about they're going to pepper the fullback if he's a bit new and, and or. or you know, I think all of the chat about his ability under the high ball. I still, I still think, I think so. Two things: one, I don't think he's a very good attacking player when it comes to aerial attacks. You know, he he chases a lot of ball, but very rarely wins it back. And if he does win it back, it's it's usually just kind of you know open play, he kind of managed to get a hand on the ball, and and then it's anybody's. And and the danger there is that you know there's there's the risk that you pop the ball straight into somebody's hands and a bit like it happened against Ireland for England. Um, you know, was it, was it? Yeah. Uh, I, I, was I'm it our first you. try? Yeah. Or actually, no, maybe, first actually, try, maybe it was the they, Wales game. Maybe it was the Wales game up. actually. And it was, it you was, haven't played Wales. no, it wasn't us. Maybe it was Wales against France and it was, it right. was half penny. He went up for the ball and he put a, put a, got a hand on it. And he just, you know, tapped it back and it get, the bounce just landed uh, in, in, the, right. in the French you're player's right, hands yeah. and away he goes. And that's the danger when you, when you kind of attack like that. Um, I think, you know, no question, you stick a high ball up and he's not under pressure, he's going to take the ball and, and potentially counterattack. So my issues have never been with his ability just to simply catch a ball. Um, you know, of course, there, there may well, there probably have been, you know, little, little cock-ups where, where things go wrong, but that can happen to anyone. Um, but that's not my concern. My concern is is the under pressure stuff. And you look at an Anthony, an Anthony Watson, and you back him nine times out of ten to get hold of the ball. I think with an Elliot Daly, it's maybe fifty fifty. Um, and I and I want ninety. Yeah, it's so. It, it, I I know what you mean, but I'm personally happy about that for this. Yeah. For this I mean, one. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, massively disappointed, right? So, you know, I think that's, let's see. Because like I say, he had a great game against Ireland. And if that's, you know, if something's changed and, you know, maybe it's just confidence 
breeds more confidence and hopefully we see him continue to do more of the same. So yeah, it's a strong back three any way you look at it. Um, so happy, happy with those, those three. Really pleased to see Anthony Watson back in the fold as well. Um, yes, can't wait, I think he can't definitely wait. offers something. Um, we talked about whether or not Ford Farrell Tuolagi was the answer because obviously right. you've also got Slade and JJ as options. Yeah. He's obviously dropped JJ. Yeah, which, which is unfortunate for JJ because he had a stormer as well. Yeah, well, I mean, what is it the right call? I mean, is, is this where yes. you've got is Charlie Yule's? I mean, I guess oh, the problem oh, is, right, yeah, had yeah. you had Slade and JJ on the bench, would, would you know what? What changes would you have made? Yeah, that, Ford off, Farrell to ten, Tuilagi off, and then Slade and JJ as the centres. Well, so so that that's the thing. I I think with I I kind of get that the way it's set up because I mentioned in the week, and and I think I was wrong to say this. Is it possible? Is there a possibility having Farrell at ten, Tuilagi at twelve, and either JJ and Slade at thirteen? Um. And then having Ford on the bench as if he went 5-3. But thinking about that, I think that's wrong. So Wales, I haven't seen their team yet. And from what I see, they haven't named it yet. Bigger's injured, isn't he? Uh, I believe Bigger's injured. Um, so I, whoever comes in there. But Nick Tompkins, who's been playing 13 for them, he's had moments of brilliance. But where he's looked weak is defensively. So he's now coming up against Tuolagi, assuming he starts at 13. Yeah. He, his sheets are brown every morning right now if he's starting because Tuolagi is not the person you want. So I actually think it's, it's great to have him there. And what I'm hoping might happen is, because he has been caught out in defence a few times, if the Welsh wings then just creep in a little bit because they may be a bit nervous about Tuolagi running or want yeah. to double up on You've him. You've then got your Watsons and Mays outside it's, to do damage. It, yeah, completely. And so I think having two laggy in that wider channel is, is the right call for this game, personally. Um, yeah, no, I, I also it. think I also think Ford's, Ford and Farrell's going quite well at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, George Ford's controlling the game brilliantly yeah, uh, from, from the boot. I mean, forget the Scotland game because it was just a bizarre experience for everyone. But, but yeah, he's, he's, he's just getting better and better with, with the boot. Um, I like ball in hand. I like the ball in hand more, which we did against Ireland. Obviously, conditions, you know, impact that. But also, yeah, Ford with ball in hand is so dangerous as well. So I, I, I just, Ford, Ford right. Farrell to, together combined to 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 make Tuilagi more dangerous because between them, that ability to make make the snap decision about whether or not you're punching Manu up the middle or you know putting the ball in behind him and getting it wide quickly or you know a little chip over the top, whatever it might be. Um, you know, it, it, it makes Tuolangi more dangerous. And yeah, I think when yeah, you've yeah. got those two playmakers uh, inside him, um, it just adds to it. And, and so, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, I think it's the right call to stick with Ford Farrell at 10-12. Um, when the changes come in, I mean, you've, you, you're probably looking at just a straight swap slave for Tuolangi. But obviously, you know, that's assuming um, no injuries. Yeah, I... I... I, I suspect that's what they're looking at. We we know um, that they can go Farrell to ten, Tuilangi to twelve, Slade to thirteen. But I th- I think that offers another dynamic if it's Tuilangi to Slade direct direct swap. As, as long as as long as they have a game plan for it, because when 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 Manny got injured in the France game, I think it was, and they brought JJ on, 
they just treat use JJ the same way, and yeah, <laughs> you're never JJ's not smashing through people. No, he's dancing through people, but he's, he's not smashing yeah. through them. So, so, so giving him man and ball is is not helpful. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, and, so and yeah, I hope, as long as they've got a game plan for it. Yeah, it, yeah, it should too. If they go down that route. If to, and also, if Suleggy gets injured, I hope they don't stick to the crash game plan just with a non-crash player. Um, well, yeah, exactly. Quick question for you. In the probably unlikely scenario, but three England backs get injured, yeah. um, just in the game, like Niggles or whatever, can't carry on, which, who goes into the back line? Uh, Sinks are on the wing. <laughs> Sinks on the wing. Yeah. Done. 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 Okay. Easy. Yeah. So, uh, who goes, um, it's a good question. I don't know. Um, Is it a Toji? No. What would you is do? It, would you? Would it, you go? Is it, is it sink? Is it sink or Genji in the midfield? Genji yeah, in the midfield. Genji in the centres. <laughs> yeah, thirteen, not twelve. Too much skill needed at twelve. Yeah. Genji at thirteen on the crash ball, just like for like replacement for Manu. Or do you, do you put? Or, or do you just have a? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe Sinclair's not the dumbest answer. Because maybe you'd slightly change it and you just have him... Because he can distribute. Yeah. Maybe you either have him standing in the 10 channel for either Crash or Pot to George Ford, just the Ford's taking it wider. I'm not but, sure. Yeah, I think the problem nah, is, is you, need to keep your, think... you need to keep your width, don't you? So you, you, yeah. you, if, if, you, if you were to take someone like a Sinclair you know, and say, look, you play in the 10 channel because that way you're sticking close to the forward pack, you, you know, you, he's not going to be able to distribute the same way. I think that would be a... And obviously, he's not playing fly half. He's just in that channel. But I think you're losing something there in, in terms of your width. Um, and that's going, to, that's going to cause problems because you've got to keep your width to, in defence. Um, so I think you probably have him playing further out. You know? I, I've, I think you've maybe gotten a toe. I think it's either a Toje or Curry. And they're probably, like you say, the width. They are probably. I don't think it's. No, they're too big. On a wing. I they're, think, they're it's, I think wing. it's Sinclair at 13, Dan. You need to keep your width outside, so you keep your wingers out wide, you know, so that they're there defense, both in defense and attack, and stick someone like a Carl Sinclair in the thirteen channel, where you can, you know, if 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 you're treating him like a Manu, his his job is crash walls, and therefore you use him or you don't use him, but he's but he's keeping defenses honest. So I am. Um, so so this is, and and I want to be very very clear how I, how I set this up. I kind of want England to be ahead by 40 points and free England back, not to get injured, but just to, I, I, I don't know, tweak something so they're brought off rested because I just want to see what happens in this scenario. <laughs> but, but, Jamie uh, George on one wing, Kyle Sinclair on the other. Yeah, but, oh my God, that, that would be brutal. I'm pretty sure the Welsh wings would be able to run around them, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't um, know what someone like an Earl would offer in, in the backs. Nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. The thing to remember, a lot of back row players probably have played in the backs, you know, in their yeah. rugby careers. Well, Sink used to play at 10. Did he? Yeah, when, when he was much younger for, I think, like Batsy Ironside or something. And he's got some pretty silky hands on him. Yeah, he's got good hands and he's got pace. Um, but yeah. I'm you, gonna, you... Right now, I'm going to rule out Marla. I think that's probably <laughs> fair. I, I, think that's, I think that's fair. Uh, to rule him out. I'm going to rule out Cruz as well. I, I don't see him as our mercurial no. 10 or 12 or something. So I mean, those... may, may, maybe, maybe you have Curry at fullback. 
Oh, possibly, yeah. Just to spend quite a lot of time back there anyway, just for the counter attack smash. Yeah, yeah, or just to. I mean, look, the other thing, of course, is who's getting injured. Yeah, of course. I mean, let, let, we, we can probably move on from this because this is not a. Not a well, like may, maybe, maybe you stick Carl Sinclair in at nine. Oh, you still want that quick ball. You still need that bullet yeah, ball. Yeah, but that's, that's where his silky hands can still do a job. But you, nah. put, you put him in at nine and you just do pick and go. I, I, th- I think you put Sink in at 12. 12. And then, and then you either have him crash ball or miss pass. M1. M1 or M1, M1, M2. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. Exactly. Okay. Um, right. So the only other person left out, but I think, you know, left out again, uh, is, is Ludlam. Is he, is he a little unfortunate? Uh, I, I think so, because he's... Earl's I, getting I, the call up on the bench. I think Ludlam looked great in the World Cup. I don't really understand why he's being looked over, looked past at the moment. I think I think there's enough Ludlam-like players. I think Ben Earl's a slightly different player. But yeah, he is unlucky because he, he's a brilliant player and played well. Um, Good problems to have, Dan. Yeah, exactly. Good problems to have. But quite frankly, looking at this team, I'm thinking this looks like a great team. It's, it's, not, it's not a million miles away from what you would pick as a World Cup final team. Not far um, off at all, is it? Playing tomorrow, you know, if you were playing it tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I think it looks good. I think it'll be really interesting to see what the Welsh can, can bring um, against this side. And I, I, I have all confidence that it's another big win for England. Yes, I, I do as well. So, on that point, I will let you go first this week. Oh. Your, 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 your prediction, please, sir. Uh, I think England by... I'm sticking with last week prediction England by 17 and a bonus point oh England by 17 and a bonus point so I'm going England with a bonus point by 11 you're just hoping for a 12 again aren't you well no I'm hoping for 11 but well, you're not hoping for 17 <laughs> well I'm, I'm hoping for a 50 but you know I I think that I think I think England will dominate the match yeah. And I think England will win easily, but I think Wales will shut up shop a bit. So we, we won't, although we'll be on top, I think the Wales will put everything on it's the It's all going to come down to those early collisions. We need to see aggressive, um, you know, an aggressive start. Uh, you know, Wales, in, the, in, in fairness, you know, were aggressive against France, and that was a great game. Um, yeah. So, you know, if they bring something like that, it might force England to make, to make some... I, I'd be surprised if England can be as as physically dominant against Wales as they were against Ireland, but I don't know why. Well, that, 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 that'll be... So, Wales' game plan will be to try and South Nullify Africa that. for us. Yeah. yeah. But I think... That, the, so, the, the, the key, though, is that England have the, the kind of the, the sense to go right off the start. If, if they don't... If that's what they do, if they throw all their eggs into that one basket, stop the, the sort of England... The England's sort of physical dominance immediately put pressure on them out wide force them to have to open up a little bit and then turn back to the to the do you know what i mean like be able to kind of chop and change yeah um, let's not be too one-dimensional and that's going to be the key um and i think you know i think they i think they would struggle to cover all of all eventualities so i think that they will be coming into it thinking that they know exactly what they're going to get from england and having a game plan to deal with it and it's going to be all about england being able to adjust and put pressure on them you know, in, in the wider channels when they're um, when they're getting too yeah, I, I think and then, and then get physical if they try and spread the, the defence 
wider and, and just keep chopping and changing and put them under a lot of pressure that way. Yeah, I am. But based on, especially now, like pointing down rain, I just did a quick uh, BBC weather search for Twickenham on Saturday. Friday, Saturday are both meant to be sort of dry, half sunny-ish days. So it should be, nice. it should be great conditions. Sounds awesome. Um, just quickly looking ahead again then, the Italy game postponed. If, if France do get come unstuck uh, against Scotland, unlikely the way things have been going, but you never know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anywhere, uh, could I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's an impossibility Yeah, no, yet. certainly not. If they do come unstuck, and that therefore opens things up uh, in this Six Nations, do yeah. Italy still play Parise against England when the time comes? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. You think he he he? Because obviously he's retired, but but he was going to have his swan song. He, he he's such a legend of the game that I don't. I think care it's great that yeah, no, I think I think for no other reason than just that. I think it's good that they're not doing it behind closed yeah, doors because yeah. I think you know he was so unlucky to not get his swan song against the All Blacks in the World Cup, which would have been the perfect way to bow out. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Because I, of a, you know, a natural disaster. And now another one is stopping him getting his swan song against England at home in the this, final game of the Six Nations. Yeah, there's few players in the world where in the age of modern rugby and commercialism and all that, where you can do that. But Parise is one of them. Parise does deserve it. You, you know, people say you can't have sort of sentiment get involved, but with Parisa you can because he's been such a legend for Italian, for rugby generally, but especially for Italian rugby. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's just he's unlucky he was born Italian, to be honest, because I think the problem is, is he's, he's had to carry the Italian team for so long that yeah. as they started to get better, he, he kind of wasn't willing to trust anyone else. And so but, I, think, yeah. I think towards the end, he was, he was starting to do too much and he, wasn't, he didn't have that faith in the, in the, the rest of the team. And actually, that became the problem. Um, but maybe, but I, I also think that like, we're talking about does he get a swan song? I think he's still good enough to, to you know, put in a hell of a performance. Is he, he's still playing club rugby, right? He hasn't retired from rugby, just international. So, yeah, as far as I'm aware, he is. Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't actually make too much of a difference. But, um... Yeah, I don't, think it's change, I don't think it's changing the game either way. Awesome. Well, it's it's going to be a, a slightly bizarre weekend with, with everything yes. going on. Um, obviously, one game already postponed. There's talk that, that the, well, the behind closed doors thing was going to be until the 3rd of April. Um, and if they're saying that they're not going to do behind closed doors, then, then you would think that these games are not going to be replayed until April, May. So oh. we may not have a result for the Six Nations I've, until I've, the beginning I've of summer. Heard, I've heard it's not till the autumn. Really? Uh, that I don't know where I heard that or read it or something, but I've heard it may even be as far away as sort of autumn international window. You play them twice next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before the start of next station. But, I mean, you're, you're, you've got to be a bit gutted if you're France. I mean, I know you can still do a Grand Slam, but it's like your 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 Grand Slam year, and basically the Six Nations doesn't actually officially end until. Well, I mean. The, the fact is, if France win their next two matches, it's irrelevant, isn't it? And they've still got the Grand Slam. In that situation, it, well, I mean, like, yeah, they need to play the game. I suppose that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, if yeah. France get the Grand Slam, then, then it's easy. You can, still, you can still kind of have the Six Nations come to an end. And actually, the, the England uh, and Ireland games against Italy um, can be played any time. Yeah, but, you still play them, obviously. But when, when are the... 
Because I think I the problem, Dan, I think, is if it was the autumn, is that I think the World Cup um, announcements, you know, the 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 you know uh, the draw is at the end of the summer. I no, I think it's next year. Really? I think it's twenty twenty. Oh no, you could be right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's the one. That's the one thing that does matter with with these early yeah, games. Yeah, We've yeah. always talked about. You know, it's post World Cup. It doesn't really matter. The one thing that does matter is obviously not getting screwed over in the draw. Yeah, for sure. Um, um I've got a feeling. No, we should I've look got... into that for for our oh, next I'm, episode. I am. So we can... I am pretty sure it is next year. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll double check it for the next episode. But yes, anyway, yeah, yeah. more importantly, big day tomorrow. They are all tomorrow, right? Uh, Saturday. Oh, sorry, it's Thursday today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, sorry. So, so they are no, all, uh, both France, on Saturday. France, France on Sunday. France is France Scotland Sunday because the island needs to leave us for Spain. Fine. So one game on each day. Are you going to be okay with that? You got your England game on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! I'm a lot happier with that. I'm a it's lot he's happier. He's going to have his whole beer all to himself. Well, I have already planned. And where then I'm probably getting... have an early night to be smashed. I've already planned where I am getting my chicken wings from. There's a place local to me that does amazing chicken wings. I am going to get an obscene amount of chicken wings, uh, possibly a couple of jars, and then uh, enjoy my rugby. I can't wait. Nice. Guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Sorry it took us so long to get back to you uh, to discuss the Ireland game. Um, but, you know, we will... Well, I, I, I'll, I'll lie to you right now and say we will definitely do an episode on Tuesday. Um, to discuss England's win against Wales. But, um, yeah, who knows? Who knows what the future may hold? But at some point, you will hear from us again, and it will involve a discussion about what happens on Saturday. Most important, make sure you're tuned in to the game, and then, obviously, to our next episode. If you subscribe, you don't have to worry about that, because it'll ping up on your phone and let you know when a new episode is, is available. That's obviously the easiest option, and since we're not sending episodes out on a daily basis, you're not going to be inundated. Um, if you get an opportunity, head over to iTunes, rate us, review us, let us know what you think. Get in touch if you've got questions or um, if you've got any suggestions for things to discuss, think the stuff we're not covering. Um, and yeah, just let us, let us know what you think, let us know how it's going. Um, and we will, uh, oh, or you can email us, in fact, englandrugbypod at gmail.com and on Twitter at englandrugbypod. Um, we'll be back with you some point next week. Tune in, watch the game, enjoy your rugby. Hopefully the coronavirus or coronavirus uh, doesn't cause any more problems um, for the Six Nations. And uh, yeah, we will catch you guys next week. See you then. (laughs) 